who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Keep your hand up to the Almighty God. You are not stretching it on me. Just stretch it up to the Almighty God. We worship you, sweet Holy Spirit. We worship you, sweet Holy Spirit. We worship you, sweet Holy Spirit. Our hearts are open. Our hearts are open to you this morning. We ask, O oh Lord, indeed that you take over. We ask that you minister to us in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh Lord, that you open the heavens over us and minister to every need here in the name of Jesus. Can you join your hands with your neighbor? Join your hands with your neighbor and just pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Say this after me. The Bible is God speaking to me. I believe the word of God. The word makes it with faith in my heart. I'm what he says I am. I have what he says I have. I shall listen to the word today. I submit myself to the authority of the word. I shall listen to the word today. Understanding is supplied. I shall listen to the word today. I am transformed by the word. As I listen to the word today, I believe it, I receive it, and I give thanks. As the word of God goes forth today, I agree with my brothers and sisters. The power of the Spirit is given free course among us. The gifts of the Spirit are given free course among us. There is power present to save. There is power present to heal. There is power present to set the captives free. And we receive miracle signs and wonders. We receive miracle signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. Turn your hands together for Jesus. And you may please have your seat. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate that Daddy in the Lord, uh, Pastor Duna Mays, for having us. Can we jam your hands together? When we came in, and they were trying to just usher us. I said, this is our church. Uh, anytime we are in Ibadan, we always stop around to worship, to worship here. We are so proud of you, sir. Thank you for having us. Thank you for all the times 
um, that you had to um, intervene in our lives and ministry. God bless you so much. And when we had our Ibadan Student Conference, the first edition, we used this auditorium. It was filled to the brim. Can you just appreciate uh, the pastorate and in Lola for giving us the grace to uh, use it for that occasion? And since that time, it has always been uh, that, that particular conference was an open doors to the manifestations of this, the workings of the Spirit, even in our ministry. Uh, if, we were, if you were around that day, it was such that because um, the work we do particularly is not necessary to Christian students. So if you had come that day, all these places were filled with people in hijabs. They were in their hijabs. Almost about 50 to 100 of them were in hijabs. And they were falling under the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, we appreciate the, we believe in the ministry. We, 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 we are totally sold out to what God is doing here. And I want to believe that if God has planted you here, I want you to settle down and get blessed. And get blessed. Be stable. And I pray God will bless you in the name of Jesus. I also want to appreciate that moment. Thank you so much for being a pillar of support. Can you please clap for us, well? When we had, I have every, I have, for every greeting, I have stories. When we had our singles and married time out in Lagos, I, I, we invited the first, I think the second edition in Lagos, we invited Reverend and we were not expecting, but suddenly we just saw her at the occasion. God bless you, man. We appreciate you so much. And please clap you. Can you appreciate your neighbor as well? Greet them good morning to the left, to the right. Uh, can you also appreciate my wife? Thank you for coming with me this morning. Uh, God bless you. I also want to appreciate all our team members that are here with us. Uh, we've been in battle for about two weeks for the work as well. God bless you so much. So in this morning, can we just um, say a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go into the world, speak to us in Jesus' name. Give us light. In Jesus' name we pray. John chapter 14 and verse uh, 16 to 18. Reverend, I said that we should talk about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, 16 to 18. John chapter 14. Okay. Can we read it together? One to go. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. I can't hear your voice. And it shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Hallelujah. The topic is Holy Spirit and his role in our relationships and life. Holy Spirit and his role in our relationships and life. Because if we are to study the value chain of who the Holy Spirit is, it will take us today, tomorrow, all our lives will continue to learn about the Holy Spirit. So we are just focusing on one aspect, how uh, his role in our relationship. As Pastor has said the other time today, um, this is Relationship and Marriage Sunday, so we are focusing on how the Holy Spirit um, relates with us as it concerns our marriage. Before I go into the property king, we are in a place to minister, and we are talking about marriage and relationships. And after we finished uh, discussing, and we are focusing on the fact that without God, you cannot have a godly marriage. And one particular person said that 
what are you saying? Was, was, as I was speaking, I was saying special. So he stood up when the question and answer and asked that. Does he, what are you saying? Do you mean that? We don't need God. There's no way. God does not give people husband and all those things. And, and I was saying that when you become a believer, when you become a believer, everything about your life, you take your dressing, you take your direction from the Holy Ghost. Everything. I mean everything about your life. So it includes your marriage, it includes your academics, it includes where you reside, it includes the church you go, it includes everything you can think of. Because we are not um, orphans, he said he will not leave us comfortless, he will will come to us. We are children of the Most High God. So all our decisions are wrapped up in God. In fact, Colossians 3, when he was saying that, he said you are dead and your life is hid in Christ. He said the life that you now live is no more your life, but it's the life of Christ. So if you are dead, then it means that the only life you can live now is the life of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 So, Holy Spirit has a role in our life and relationships. Every time that we move around, every time that we wake up, every time that we set our goals, our our vision and everything, we must always consult the Holy Spirit. We must always consult the Holy Spirit because he has been given to us by God to be the one to direct our life, to lead our life. Hallelujah. But let us start with who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? I'm going to rush because I have a very limited time. It will be helpful for us to look at who the Holy Spirit is not. The Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is not wind. The Holy Spirit is not fire. The Holy Spirit is not dove. The Holy Spirit is not rain. The Holy Spirit is not water. The Holy Spirit is not oil. The Holy Spirit is not candle. The Holy Spirit is not mantle. Can we mention some other things? The Holy Spirit... So many things that we we, we describe. Now, because most of the time when we, for example... If as the choir was ministering now, and the, the, the person that is leading the song just did a hand like this, what we and and all the cheers are scattering, someone will say, "Yes, the Holy Spirit is here." Yes, now we know all this one that they are just doing. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is here. All of us will not be sitting properly. So you get an idea that Holy Spirit is one that scatters cheers. So look at the Holy Ghost fire. When the fire falls, that is Holy Ghost. But actually, all those things are expressions that may or may not come. Holy Spirit is a person that you can have a relationship with. Holy Spirit is someone that you can touch. Holy Spirit is someone that you can discuss with. I can express myself in so many ways. If I learn how to speak French, I can speak French, but I'm not French. I can express myself in so many ways. Same way with the Holy Ghost. He may decide to be quiet. He may decide to show himself through the noise. He may decide to show himself through the, through the wind. Like we read in Acts when he said as the disciples were gathered together, there was a wind that came and, and all that. 
He may decide to express himself like a dog. He may decide to express himself through anything. But our mind must not be focused. And let me also say, Holy Spirit is also not speaking in tongues. So, such that our mind will not be so focused on his expression and we will lose his person. What we are looking for is not his expression. What we are looking for is his person. Do we understand that? So we can come into a tangible relationship with the Holy Spirit such that every day, every minute of your life, your life becomes supernatural because you know the person you are relating with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though we see he's walking through some of these means, they are just means and not the Holy Spirit. So it's not when you start speaking in tongues that you become spiritual. It's not when you start speaking in tongues that you now come into the spirit. If you are in the spirit, even when you are in the toilet, even when you are in the office, anywhere that you are, you are a spiritual man in constant communication and fellowship and koinonia with the Holy Ghost. You don't have a life that is my life here. When I want to do Holy Ghost, I will leave that. I will start speaking in tongues. I will be whining the thing. The thing will now, I will now be feeling goosebumps. I will now be feeling good. Now I'm spiritual. No. Anything that you do naturally as a child of God, the person of the Holy Ghost is a reality in your heart. This is how you can walk in the supernatural easily. This is how you can live a supernatural life. Once you are conscious of his person, once you are conscious of his person, so many people say, this Holy Ghost in there, just Pentecostal, just four minutes up. But when, if you want to know him today, because in this minute that we are, the pastor has said, we are going to pray together after we are done. If you really want to come into a love relationship with the Holy Spirit, if you want to know him as a lover, if you can only open your heart, to him and welcome him into your heart and consciously and consciously and deliberately say holy spirit i want to know you he will reveal himself to you and i am looking at some people and, and you may be feeling that ah if you know the kind of life i am living you cannot say i will know the holy spirit but let me tell you you cannot live a life that will please god without the holy spirit so what you actually need to come into is a love relationship. A love relationship such that I was describing this in, a, in, 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 in somewhere and I was saying that many, of, many people have never experienced love. They don't know what love means. Because you only learn what love means until you know the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Alright. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now let us let us try and um, establish that. Why are we saying the Holy Spirit is a person and is not a force? Because he has a will. That is, he can make decisions. He has the capacity for choice and decisions. Why are we saying the Holy Ghost is not a force? That pushes you. That breaks your chair in church and all that. Because he has capacity to make decisions. He has capacity to make choices. Hallelujah. Number two. He has intellect. The ability to think and reason. He can think, he can reason. If he's a candle, he can do cannot think. If it's fire, he cannot think. But the Holy Spirit has intellect. 
He can reason. In fact, you can have a discussion with him. How many of you have ever tried it before? Maybe if you have not tried it, maybe by the time you start practicing the, Holy, the presence of the Holy Ghost, just, just take one chair. I don't know if it was my wife that wanted to cancel some a lady, and then she, she, she sat down. She also sat down. The lady went to go and uh, you brought one chair and put another chair. I said, ah, we are just two here. He said, no, I want the Holy, the Holy Spirit. That's the chair for the Holy Spirit. She was so conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit. You can discuss with him. You can ask questions and he can reply to you. Hallelujah. Number three, he has emotions. The ability to feel. I'm going to give us those scriptures later. The ability to feel things. He can feel your emotions. He can feel your anger. He can feel your joy. He can feel your happiness. He can feel your mood. He also has a feeling of his own. He's, sometimes he can be happy. Sometimes he can be saying, ah, I don't like that thing. He has feelings. Hallelujah. So let me give us some, some, more, some more attributes of the Holy Ghost. Number one, he can feel. Ephesians 4.30. Number two, he can, because I don't have all the time, so I will just give us those scriptures. I'm trusting that anybody that wants to develop a love relationship with the Holy Ghost will go and study those scriptures. But let's look at that Ephesians uh, 4.30. As the, as before the, okay. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So it can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. That is, it can, be, it, can, it can make him sad. Number two, it can comfort. Acts 9.31. Number three, it can think. Romans 8, chapter 6. Number four, it can speak. Acts 13, verse 2. Let's go to that Acts 13, verse 2. While we are waiting for that, number five, he can pray. Romans 8.26. Acts 13, verse 2. Let's look up now. And the minister to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost did what? Said. So, he has something to say. Say, the Holy Ghost has something to say to me. So, as I'm speaking now, the Holy Ghost is speaking to you. Number four, number five, he can pray. Romans 8.26. Number six, he can teach. John chapter 14, verse 6. Number seven, he can exercise his will. First Corinthians twelve eleven. Number eight, he can forbid. Can we open to Acts chapter sixteen verse six? I'm rushing to so I can get into the midst of the message. He can forbid. That's number eight. He can forbid. Acts chapter sixteen verse six. Can, can, let's look up now. Now, when they had gone through throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidding of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, so they wanted to go and preach. And the Holy Ghost said, don't preach. Don't go. So he can ask you to take a step or he can ask you, relax. Hallelujah. And if we continually follow his leading, we will be safe. Some people say, how can the Holy Ghost say someone should not go and preach? That the preaching is the will of God. If you are led by the Spirit, you will know that he can ask you to do some things. I was saying, telling someone that, do you know the Holy Ghost can say, today don't go out at all. I just want to spend the whole day with you, the 24 hours of today. I just don't go out. I know you have lectures in school, but I'm saying don't go out. And then you force yourself and you realize that the lecturer has canceled the lecture. You must have such relationship with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number nine, it can work miracles. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. Number 10, it can be sinned against. Mark chapter 3, 28 to 29. Matthew chapter 12, 31 to 32, and Luke chapter 12, verse 10. The next one is that he is also God, with all the attributes of deity. He is the third person of the, of the Trinity, co-equal with God the Father and God the Son. 
There is only one God, but He manifests Himself in three persons who we call the Trinity. Hallelujah. So I'm going somewhere, that's why I'm rushing. What did He come to do? What did the Holy Spirit come to do? The Holy Spirit came to glorify Christ and to lead believers into all truth. John chapter 14, verse 26 said, The counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came to enable you to know Christ through a new birth and to give you the power to live and share the abundant life which Jesus promised to all who trust and obey him. The most important reason that I found that I must give attention to the Holy Spirit is because without Him, I cannot live a Christian life. Without Him, I cannot be a successful Christian. Without Him, it is impossible actually to live as a believer. I can, live, I can be a religious person, but it doesn't make me a spiritual person. I only become a spiritual person when I am led by the Holy Ghost. I must continually focus my attention on the will of the Father. I must continually focus my attention on what He wants me to do. Hallelujah. You know, when Reverend was introduced and he said that um, both of us, we are in uh, full-time ministry and all that, most of the time when we go some places and it looks so... Ah, you guys are... Eh? What they are not doing anything and all that. I just said that it's, not, it's, it's actually not a big deal because if you don't obey the Holy Spirit... What do you want to do with your life? Seriously. So many people, you may build houses, you may buy cars, you may do so many things, but if it's outside the will of God, you can only become an average Christian. That's the best you can be in God. You will still be a child of God. But it's just like someone that does not give attention to studies in school, but he knows that because he's brilliant, he doesn't read, I know that he will pass the exam. The words he will come, he will still pass with two-two. That's the truth. Did he pass? He passed. But because if he knows that he's a brilliant chap and he's focusing on studying more, on doing what he needs to do, he will come out with the best results. Many of us will come out, we came out with two two because we know that it's one day to exam that we will read. Because we know. That's what I told myself. I, I was just what what was what was what was wrong with me when I was in school? Because there was no reason for me not to have first class. And many of us truly, there's no reason for us not to have first class. We will, have, we will go to parties, we will play around. We do. It's not because you are not brilliant. It's because you are not actually giving attention to the most important thing in your life, which is your studies in school. That's the truth. It may be odd, it may be odd because I said it, but I also came out with you too so I can tell you the truth. Because all my goal, my goal was that I would not fail any course. I never failed any course. When my result came out and they went to go and check it, they were checking on my behalf. Because they, when they thought, they were surprised. How can he ask to do even myself, uh, I shall pass. Uh, uh. But I, after I left, I was thinking that, ah, what was I actually thinking in school? When I met, now met my wife, and my wife said, when she was entering university, she told herself before she entered, the least result I will come from, from this school is 2-1. That's the least. And she came out with 2-1. Now I, tell, I told her that, why did you choose 2-1 and not first class? I tell all our teenagers, and as we are going to the university, make it the decision. It's first class. It's first from the from your hundred level. Plan it. It's not play. You didn't come to school to not ah finally I'm free. You came to study. Because if you don't give attention to it, you will still pass, but it will be average. Same way with the Holy Ghost. 
if you don't do it, you'll still be a child of God. You'll still have money, you see everything, but you will not reach the best that God has prepared for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me also say, you can also get married without the Holy Ghost. You'll still have a good marriage, but you can't have a godly marriage. A God-focused marriage. You, your husband and wife, you'll be good. You're going to church, do everything. But still, don't let me go there. All right. So that someone will not be angry with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's go to our focus for this morning. It said the role of the Holy Spirit in our life and relationship. Number one is the first chord in our trickfold called marriage. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. When we want to make our choice, is the first chord. Is the first chord in our threefold called marriage. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. It says, And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broke, quickly broken. The thing is that in the triangle in, in our in our marriage, it's a triangle. I'm sure everyone will have thought it many times. It's a triangle. The most important person in marriage is God. Then you and your spouse. That's, you can draw it in your notes. Draw it like this. A triangle. Put God on the top. Put you and your spouse. That's how it is. The most important person in your marriage is actually God. So when you are making choice from the beginning, when you are making choice from the beginning, it is about God. Making the Holy Spirit the foundation of your choice in relationship and marriage gives you a correct head start. That you started with the Holy Spirit, you started well. It doesn't matter what you face afterwards. That you actually started with the Holy Ghost, you started very well. So the Holy Spirit is the first chord in our threefold chord in marriage. When both of you honors the Holy Spirit individually, first of all, this point is very important. The, the, let, me, let me stay with my notes. When both of you honors the Holy Spirit individually, your relationship takes on the life of God. I mean that each person in the marriage relationship honors the Holy Spirit. That is, you are not honoring the Holy Spirit because of your husband. You are not honoring the Holy Spirit because of your wife, because of your fiancé, because of your fiancé. You, you have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's the foundation. So when you are making choice and the brother proposed to you, and the brother is, a, is one of the CDH guys in church, his tongues can bring down the world. When he's doing all, and he, came, he comes to propose to you, you cannot just say yes immediately because you like him. You, have, you report to someone, who is that person? The Holy Ghost. You also have the Holy Spirit in you. So you go back and say, okay, I'll, thank you for proposing to me. You said, even you said, the Lord showed me in a vision and all that. I will also go back to that. I'm also a child. Do you understand? I'm also a child. So I go back to him and I ask him question. Your son says that um, you sent him to me. And okay, did you send him? He said, no. Okay, he just came on his own, right? Uh, I honor the Holy Spirit in your life, but he didn't send you. And you continue with your life because you have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And if you are the brother and you know the Holy Spirit sent you and the lady is saying, Holy Spirit did not send you. Go back to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit he said that he did not send you. What should I do? Simple as that. Because you have, first of all, a personal relationship with the Holy Ghost. You are not a bastard. See, I'm not a bastard. Nobody can just come around and just grab you like that. You have someone to report to. You have someone to report to. You have a life. That, that, that life is independent of the relationship you are in. Because even in marriage, I love my wife, I can die for her, but in, it, when it comes to a personal relationship with God, my own is unique. We must all have that. Because that's the bedrock 
of relationship. There will be a time that both of you must appear before God as husband and wife. And there must be also be a time that you must also appear before God as a believer. God does not answer your prayer because you are a man or, or a woman. He answers your prayer because you are a believer. It's simple as that. So if you are a woman or a female or a male, once you are a believer, he doesn't see your, your gender. He sees Christ in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So a man, I saw, I saw this prayer before I got married. I prayed. Unfortunately, I could not get it on. I was trying to look for it on, on, on the internet. But if you know this prayer, you can also search for it. On the, I prayed it before I got married. Before I even met my wife at all. I was still a teenager. And I just saw it somewhere. Very nice prayer. I paraphrase. The, the, the person was praying, Lord, let me be closer to you than I am to my wife. Because the more I'm closer to you, the more I will be closer to my wife. It's a very, it's a like three paragraph prayer. The man was praying that, Lord, let me be closer to you more than I'm closer to my wife. Because if I'm closer to you, I'll be close to my wife. Hallelujah. I've told my wife severally that if there's anything you should do, you should watch. You don't need to be watching my phone. You don't need to be checking people I'm talking to. The only thing that you must watch actually is my relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you can watch it successfully, I will never cheat. I will never do anything that, 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 will, that will break our marriage. Because if I break our marriage, our marriage vows, it will also mean that something has happened to my relationship with the Holy Spirit. So if you can watch that part very well, if you can watch it very well, and many, many, many times my wife will say, have you read your Bible today? Have you read your Bible today? And I say, no, I read it, I read it, I read it. Sometimes I will say, you have not been praying, you have not been worshipping God, the way you worship God. Because she's a minstrel. When she wants to sing, she doesn't, when she, she was still in choir, she doesn't come to the, every song that she's going to sing, she doesn't just come to the stage and sing it. She will have sung everything in her closet. From the beginning to the end, she will sing and worship God. So the same experience that she has in her closet, that's what she brings on the pulpit. So when she comes and she, has, she doesn't say, hey, you are not dancing, you are raised up your hand. She doesn't do that because she's ministering to the Lord. So she, whether you dance or you don't dance, she has done it in the closet. So when she comes, she just manifests. So that thing, when, I, so when she stops, when, when I'm seeing that, ah, Madam, you are not doing this thing again, I'm telling her. Because when she stops doing that, that's what she will now be doing. Because in our flesh, every one of us, we are capable of doing anything. Ah, forget that you're a pastor. Forget that there's a bishop. In our flesh, we are capable of doing anything. If all of us start displaying our flesh, our carnality, we can kill, we can do anything. Because how will a, a pastor impregnate a, 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 a girl and then tell the girl to go and abort and do what is because something has happened to the fellowship. Hallelujah. Number two is the leader in our relationship and marriage. He is the leader in our relationship and marriage. It links with the first point. Psalm 143 verse 10. Message version if you have it. Psalm 143 verse 10. It said, teach me how to live to please you. Because you are my God. Lead me by your blessed spirit into cleared and leveled pasture land. Okay. Teach me. Let me read it again. Teach me to Teach me how to live to please you. Because you are my God. Lead me by your blessed spirit into cleared and level pasture land. You can only have cleared and level pasture land in your relationship when you submit to his leading. 
He said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? I was teaching somewhere and I said that it is impossible for two Spirit-led believers to crash their marriage. Let me say it again. It is impossible for two Spirit-led believers to crash their marriage. And as I'm saying it, I know some of you will be thinking, ah, I know pastor that I've divorced now. I know. But listen to what I said. Two spirits led. The key there is led. The key there is led. The key there is led. So, if anything happens to our relationship and marriage, is it that one of us or both of us stop following the Holy Ghost? Because the Holy Spirit will never lead your marriage to break. Hallelujah. So if it happens, it's because maybe one or both of you have stopped following the Holy Ghost. Many, many times, if you say, ah, it's impossible. I said, look at it. If truly we are being led by the Holy Spirit every day of our life, that you wake up and then you are led by the Holy Spirit, do you know how beautiful your life will be? Yes, that's one thing that is my pursuit, that every day of my life, I can say that every step of the way, I am led by the Holy Spirit. That's why I love John chapter 5 verse 30. John chapter 5 verse 30. Can you please display it? That's why I love John. It's my prayer. It's my constant pursuit. That I will get to this point. That every of my actions. He said, look at Jesus. Jesus said, I cannot of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. Look at the first statement. He said, I can do nothing. That means that if if God is not doing anything, he sits down. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Look at that. You know Jesus was a man when he was on earth. I said, and my judgment is just. It means he said, my decision is upright, is right. I make correct decisions. Because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. So, he doesn't have a will of his own anymore. His default mode is operating by the Holy Ghost. How beautiful our life would be if our default mode can be so, you wake up every day. Everything that you do from 6 a.m. or 4 a.m. that you wake up till tonight, everything is led by the Holy Spirit. It's my prayer that my default operating life will be by the Holy Ghost. That every step I take, even when I'm not so conscious of it, every decision I make, Jesus said, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment, so when I make decisions, my judgment is just. I can make solid decisions. And that decision will be a decision led by the Holy Spirit. It's a default life. And if we pursue it, we can get it. We can get there. We can desire it. Lord, I want my life, my waking up and my sleeping to be be led by you. Everything I'm doing, everything I'm doing, all my waking thoughts, everything I'm doing, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Three three guys propose to you and you're looking at them, all of them are good. If if it's a decision between bad and good, you know what to do. But this one, three guys, all of them good, solid, good job, good everything. And you are not taking the names. And James the Reverend. Someone brought uh, two, two or three names to me some years ago. I just laughed. I just had to sit down with her. This is not how to do it. You are a daughter of God. You don't have to do this. There are some people that when they propose to you, you know almost instantly, you cannot marry this one. Sisters, am I right? Brothers, I'm... Sisters, am I right? As they are carrying their proposal, you have not even landed, you say no. That's the truth. Now, if you are spirit led as well, when they are carrying their proposal, as they are carrying it, the Holy Spirit says, Mother, no, 
Hollywood, Ojebala, no Lori Vision. You immediately you know. I was jokingly telling me, I'm telling my wife years back that you know it doesn't take three days for a daughter of of Zion in touch with the Holy Spirit to make a decision about a marriage proposal. I said you have been very far away from God. I didn't say you should make decision three days. I'm saying that generally, because if you have to sleep for the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you are late. You are very late. Because what if you are on the road and then a trailer wants to eat you? So the Holy Spirit just come alone, no? And then you say. That's why I'm saying that. That's why it's my own. It's my own. I just said the dream is the lowest form of communication, because you still have to sleep. But if you want to be living your life per second with God, you need some. You need to have a relationship with Him inside. So you go for an interview. You know, I was at at upstream. I was listening to DDK. Pastor DDK was saying that he wanted to go and write exam, and because she was having program upon program, and she was doing her PhD, she didn't know why the material was so much. And then you say, Holy Spirit, you know it's not because I'm lazy. Then tell me where to read. And then do you look, okay, this one, go on. Said, ah, this one, this one has been the one they've been bringing out every year. How can the lecturer also repeat this? So she only prepared materials for that part alone. In fact, she said she didn't, she didn't open any other place. She was just going by faith. She, ah. When she got there, that was what she saw. But she said, Holy Spirit, after you have done this, you are not going to read. Do you understand? A close fellowship with God. That every time you want to make decisions, especially in your relationship, you will need the Holy Spirit. When God told me, in, I had a revelation, and God told me that in February 22, 2010, that we are going to leave wherever it is that we are and go to Shagam. I've not even met my wife. We have not even seen for once. So 2010, I knew that at one time in my life, we are going to leave everything and go to Shagam. So when we finally met and we proposed and everything, I told my wife that I don't know the time yet, but one, one day is going to come that we are going to leave everything we are going doing and then go to Shagam. So she agreed. And then she went to pray us. When it was time, I stood her to go and pray. And luckily she went, she went, she went for Feast of, is it Feast of Esther? School of Disciples uh, and it crashed to the Feast of Esther in the camp, in the redemption camp. I was at home praying, Holy Spirit. It does, it's not easy for someone to leave job in Lagos and move. I'm saying that, please speak to her. She, I didn't know she was also praying that, but Lord, you have to speak to me. And then when she came back, I was so excited. When she started telling me that God, what, everything that God told her, if God had not spoken to her, she would fight me. That I will leave Lagos. I've lived Lagos and go to one place I've never been before. That's why having a relationship with the Holy Spirit is an asset in your marriage. Because it's, it makes it easy. It makes it easy. Some people are not in the will of God for their life because their spouse or the person in the relationship with cannot hear God. Hallelujah. Let's move forward because of, I have only 10 minutes. If, number three, it feels what, if, what we feel and it comforts us. And I, as I was preparing this, as, as I was preparing this morning, I, I felt this strongly in my heart. I would have skipped it. Because I know I won't be able to go through it, but I feel that there are some people that are going through some things in their life, and they are despondent, they are tired, and they feel that um, life, they're just tired of life. You don't know what to do, you are confused. The Lord said, I should bring you a word of comfort that is with you. He said, it's with you. You also feel what you feel. 
you feel angry, you feel sad, you feel you, f- you just want to. If you are angry, tell him I'm angry. But my wife used to say, "Go and tell only I'm angry with my husband. I'm angry. She does it a lot. Tell him he won't knock your head. He will just say, my daughter, I understand. Calm down. Tell him how you feel. I'm sad. I'm not happy. Who will you tell if you are not telling the Holy Ghost? So tell him how you feel. Maybe there is someone here this morning and you are going through a tough time in your life for your marriage. The Lord said he is here with you and he will come true for you. Number four, he gives us power to make wealth. I'm talking of the roles of the Holy Ghost in our life. It gives us power to make wealth. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant which he swore to you, as it is this day. The Lord doesn't give us money, but he gives us power. Power is enablement. So the power can come in various forms. It comes through ideas and instructions. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. True knowledge is rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuable. Finance is fundamental to the health of your marriage and relationship. The Holy Ghost also leads us in the area of finance. Because he cares about you. Someone was asking me because, you know, our generation, we are word word people. Anything is about, I said, the Holy Spirit cares about everything that concerns us. Everything. You can't say, Holy Ghost, I'm going to office. Let me keep the Holy Ghost outside. When we get to office, we do business. Leave God out of it. No, a believer doesn't do that. Even in your finances, you can receive the help of God. Say, I receive help of God for my finances this morning. So, he also can lead you, can give you ideas, breakthrough ideas. Breakthrough ideas. As I was also preparing, the Lord said I should pray for someone. You have been struggling. You, you, every time you want to break through another level of income, but you have, you have remained there for a very long time. And it has always been a challenge. This morning, you are get, you are, I'm, I'm breaking that thing over you in the name of Jesus. And you are coming to a large capacity in the name of Jesus. I pray for anyone under the yoke of debt that is already bringing threats and shame into your life. Receive the power to become debt free totally within six months in Jesus' name. In fact, by the six months, what you lack today will be what you will be giving out. In the name of Jesus. And I'm speaking on the other power of the Holy Ghost. Because everything I'm saying, that's what he told me this morning. Hallelujah. Number five, the final one. It gives us capacity to love. You need love to, to, to build your marriage. You need love. Relationships. Hallelujah. In the evening, we'll be talking more about sex, relationship, and all that matters. But it can only, all the counsels in the world cannot work if you don't have the Holy Spirit. You can have a good marriage, but a God-focused marriage is only possible by the Holy Spirit. It's only possible by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 to 8. I wish you can read it. And this, um, let's just, let just go to that verse 5, because of time. And this expectation will not dis- disappoint us, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. It is love that he has filled us our hearts with. In Luke chapter 7, verse 47, that was talking about the, the woman with the alabaster box and all that. And the woman was breaking an expensive oil. And people were saying, why are you, why are you spending? And Jesus said something fundamental. That I've heard Pastor Shagoko said many, many times. That when you have actually received forgiveness, <laughs> you will understand what it means to love. 
when you are actually when you look at yourself, you are abusing that girl on the streets. Ah, you see how they are dressing, see how they are this. When you understand that you have received forgiveness, Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You will know how to love. So when your husband or your wife is, is, is angry with you and all that, and all your, or you are having challenge. Because some of us, some of us, we, because we are not raised in home that, that showed love, we don't know what it means to love. We don't know what it means to have a solid relationship that is so filled with pure love. We don't know how to love. Love is transactional to us. That you give me this, I give it to you. That's what love means. But that is not the true love of God. The true love of God is sacrificial. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, it teaches you how to love. It teaches you how to love. Our depth of the understanding of the love of Christ teaches us to love. It is lack of understanding that makes you feel that someone is undeserving of your love. If you know the love that has been shed abroad in your heart, you will love greatly. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to build a relationship of marriage that we honor the Lord. Please him and fulfill his purpose. If there's anyone here this morning that you would like to express that love in your heart afresh this morning, can you just bow down your heads before we stand up to pray? Can we just bow down our heads and just say, Lord, I want to experience your love afresh. It has been, it has always been a religious um, thing, Pentecostal circle. Can we rise upon our feet? Can we rise upon our feet? I, I want you to express your love to God. I want you to express your love to God. We don't have all the time. I want you to express your love to God. Can you just express your love and just tell him I love you? Some of us have never said that to the Holy Spirit. Say I love you. Say I love you, Holy Ghost, I love you. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to love you. Say I love you. Holy Spirit, I love I came to bring a solemn word this morning. I came to bring a word of encouragement, a word of challenge for us to draw close to the Holy Ghost. For you to come into a love relationship with the Holy Spirit. Some of us have never experienced Him. But this morning, that love is coming to your heart afresh. That love is coming to your love afresh. Forever, I love you. Forever, I love you. Forever, Can you sing it from your heart? I love you. I love you. Forever. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you. I love you. Sing it from your heart. Let him hear your voice. Can you sing to him? Let him hear your voice here this morning. Forever. This is the end of the message. We believe you've been blessed. Join us at Shouts of Grace Center on Sundays and Wednesdays at Keke Plaza, Ibadan. God bless you.